2023 this year is turning out to be the year of the strike. Americans are walking off a job at a rate not seen in decades. There's data from financial news site Barron's, uh, which suggests that so far this year they have lost maybe even as many as 18 million days because of strikes. Uh, here in New Zealand, between Janu- January and May, 850,000 workdays were lost due to strikes, according to MB. Deborah Lambie from Milford Asset Management is with us. Hey, Deborah. Hi, evening. Why are we seeing so many strikes around the world? There's really a few factors contributing. So I'd say firstly, um, union contracts are negotiated less frequently compared to non-union contracts. So while many workers get a pay review every year, union contracts on average are only revised around every three years. And so this means that with the significant increase in cost of living that we've seen, the pay of many union members hasn't actually gone up to the extent that we've seen in other parts of the workforce. And then secondly, we have low levels of unemployment. So both here and in the US, unemployment is less than 4%, which means the labour market remains very tight. And so this means it's harder for employers to replace workers if they leave, which gives them leverage in negotiations. And then the final factor would be that unions are looking at the success of what other unions have been able to achieve, which contributes to them feeling like now is a good time to go on strike. Yeah, I mean, we've got had, we've had strikes across a, a range of industries, but I want to talk about the strikes we've seen, first of all, in Hollywood. What are the writers and the actors asking for? Sure. So the writers and actors strikes, these started six months ago and they have ground Hollywood to a complete halt. And so the writers, they actually managed to reach an agreement at the end of last month, which included a 13% increase in minimum pay over three years, some royalty payments and some protections around the use of artificial intelligence and content production. However, it's not yet back to business as usual in Hollywood as the actors are still actually on strike. And the longer this carries on, the longer it will be until some of our favourite shows return. And there's also potential for more expensive subscriptions for things like Netflix and Disney Plus um, for us as consumers as they look to pass on increasing labour costs, at least in part, to us as consumers. And then we've got the auto worker strike over in the US as well. What's going on there? Yeah, so we're five weeks now into the United Auto Workers strike. And so the United Auto Workers um, Union covers the three largest automakers in the US. So that's General Motors, Ford and Stellantis. And together, these are responsible for around 20% of global auto production. And the main ask by the auto workers are a 40% pay increase over four years, a 32-hour work week, which sounds pretty good, um, and some protection for workers in the transition to electric vehicles. And this EV transition point is interesting because EV have far fewer parts and actually require around 40% less labour compared to a traditional vehicle. So the union is thinking of ways that it can protect its members through this transition. And what we've seen is that the unions have been steadily escalating um, and adding strikes to different parts of production. So for example, um, last week Ford's largest and most profitable plant was shut down and currently we're sitting at around 35% of production being taken offline by the strike. So we're monitoring this closely. Okay, so what do all these strikes mean for the inflation pressures we're seeing around the world? Yeah, there's been, a, there's been a bit of worry that strike action and wage increases could really spur on inflation um, and inflation pressures that, that we've been seeing. But it's, it's really important to keep in mind that union workers are generally on these longer dated contracts. So for unions, this is more of a catch up and pay situation. And then secondly, also union workers are a relatively small proportion of the workforce. So in the US, unions represent just over 10% of the workforce. And here in New Zealand, they're around 14% of the workforce. So while they might, um, there might be a bit of a boost to wage growth, the overall impact on inflation might not be as big as the headlines are suggesting. Deborah, good to talk to you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. That's Deborah Lambie of Milford Asset Management. Brad Olson is going to be with us shortly. Talk us through the inflation data.
For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.